Hello, and welcome to this very spooky episode. I'm your host, Alexia Stefano, and this is a Halloween special of I Don't Care, the podcast. And it is our first episode where you guys can see me. And if you see me, you see two things. You see me dressed up in my Halloween costume. I am a pregnant witch. And so sitting right now is really weird because, yes, the belly is uncomfortable, but also I'm like, at any moment if I move wrong, the tape that's holding it together is just going to pop open and break. So I'm trying to breathe slow and not move as best as I can. And the second thing you'll notice is me looking over at my little camera or my um, computer. I'm just checking, making sure that audio is going and that everything is good over here. So if you're like, where the heck is she looking at? Someone's telling her what to do. Nobody's here. It's me, my lights, one is red for a little ambience, and my computer system. So that's it. This week, okay guys, I just did a really big breath and each time I have to do a big breath, it's going to be a long pause because it's like, okay, hold everything together so the tape doesn't pop. Anyways, my I don't care of the week is going to be, you know, it's going to be fireworks Um, in spirit of Halloween. Um, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a hater of fireworks, um, but I'm not a lover of fireworks. Now, I feel like there's more cons than pros, so bear with me here. Number one, the most important con of fireworks is that they're bad for the environment. They scare animals and they cause pollution and they're not good for the environment, first and foremost. Second is that, yes, dogs and nearby animals are afraid, but also the birds. What if, like, a bird was minding its own business, flying, and then boom, firework? I mean, I'm sure that's happened so many times. Poor birds, right? Um, And... Oh, the the last reason. They're dangerous. Firework. Oh, no, not the last reason. There's another one. They're dangerous. And I'm going to get into how they're dangerous in a second. I mean, obviously, it's hot fire shooting in the air. But we'll get into that. The last reason why I hate, oh, why I'm not a firework fan is because they're ugly. I know that might be controversial to say, but personally, I think fireworks are pretty ugly. They're doing this thing, I believe it's in China, where they actually have moving fireworks. Like the fireworks shoot up in the air and then like they move. Like that's cool. Here, we just have fireworks that shoot up and then explode and it's usually the same 
thing kind of over and over again. And so I've I'm never I've never been impressed by a fireworks show until I saw a video of what they're doing in China with those moving fireworks. So if somebody can show me in person a firework show that genuinely impresses me, you have to have those moving ones, then you've impressed me. But it's yet to be done. Now let's think of the pros. Um, um, a pro, I guess it's like a pro for Halloween is like it gets your neighborhood out and doing something like, so it's Halloween today. When you guys are listening to this, Halloween would pass. But um, tonight we're doing fireworks. The whole neighborhood does them. Um, and so, you know, it's, a, it's an excuse to, like, go out and say hi to everyone. So I guess that is um, a positive, if you will. But let's go back to the negatives, the cons. Let's go back over there. Wander, wander, wander. We're back. Okay. Holy shit, you guys. If you're watching, you're seeing me, like, pick at the same place on my face because there's a fluff or something, and I cannot get it off. <sighs> Whatever. So, why I say fireworks are dangerous, other than just, you know, the obvious reasons, is growing up, uh, we used to have big block parties and uh, we would host at my house and we would um, we would do a big fireworks show. And my dad had all the professional equipment, whatever, permits, whatever. We would open our garage. We would have like a popcorn machine. My mom would have been baking the whole month. So there's baked goods. Plus, everyone can bring their things. Everyone's dressed up. It's a fun thing. And one year, my dad's brother decided to host the party and he lived in vancouver we like to call it the the ghost town mission now you might not recognize mission just by its name but let me tell you this riverdale pops is actually called rocco's yeah it's called rocco's diner and it's in mission so pops diner in riverdale is rocco's diner in mission anyways um, nobody knew what it was at this time. Nobody, like, knew Mission. It was truly a ghost town when I'm, back in the day when I'm talking about. And, uh, so my uncle decided that he wanted to do the fireworks at his place and do the whole party thing. Cool. Whatever. Sure. So, like I said, my dad had the whole professional setup. My uncle didn't. He had a box. And so in the grass was the box with the fireworks in it. And that, I hit my mic. At this time, I had like a flip phone. And um, it, the only thing it did was take pictures and like play a couple of games. But I was really excited to get some really good shots of these fireworks. And so the fireworks show's happening. 
And I'm out here with my little flip phone, like getting different angles. And next thing you know, the box, the really, really, really professional cardboard box tipped over. And you know who the fireworks were aiming for? Me. So, boom, box tips over. Firework comes and shoots at me. It hits me in the ear. I'm fine. Like, I'm fine now. Um, It knocked off my earring, and I was shook. I was very scared. Like, nothing bad happened to me. I was fine. It burned me a little bit. Nothing to leave a scar or anything. But I was shooketh. I was really scared. It, like, scared me for a long time with fireworks. And still, even now, like, I don't love them because of that. I'm like, well, they can fall on me again. I don't like them being above my head because then I'm like, the ashes are going to fall on me. Um, so, yeah. Then I went inside and I watched the fireworks after I got hit from inside. And I was very scared. And um, that's why. Ten minutes later, fireworks need to relax. Oh, whoa, fireworks. I don't care about fireworks. I totally just stole. That's why fireworks need to relax for me from Relax the Podcast with Eric Stocklin and Colleen Ballinger, which I love. I was watching their podcast this morning. That's why I'm like, oh, my God, fireworks need to relax, but also I don't care about them. Um, Yeah, so... Obviously, I'm a witch, but what's Luna going to be? Well, I'm pregnant, aren't I? Yep. I'm pre- I'm not actually. I'm a pregnant witch for Halloween. Well, my baby is going to be Luna, who's going to also be a witch. My mom's also a witch, so the three of us are going to be witches, We're not the witches from Hocus Pocus, but you know what? There's three of us, so maybe we could. We'd look nothing like it, but just because there's three of us, maybe we could. But my plan is to get a picture of me birthing Luna, so stay tuned for that, everyone. Um, oh no, everything, like every movement and everything that I do is really funny, um, with the pregnant belly. So, what we're going to do right now, we're going to close our eyes, if you can, unless you're driving or at work, then in this case, just visualize. We are going to visualize the story that I'm about to tell you. We're going to see it. We're going to hear it. We're going to smell it. We're going to feel it. We're going to be in that moment. Okay, guys. Enjoy. Delays low. People don't know her very well. She's not popular, but she's also not a loner. Her name is Breezy. She's in the 11th grade. Breezy never liked the attention anyway. She wouldn't be able to be herself if she was popular. The people who do know her, they think she's nice and innocent. She lets them think that. One day, she overhears these two guys talking about throwing a party tonight. She's interested. She opens her locker and pretends to get books out for her next class, but 
She's listening to where this party is going to be. Jonathan's house. Jonathan is the most popular guy in school. Everyone will be at this party. Tonight, Breezy has a plan. She's going to do what she does best. She's at the party, people watching. Nobody notices her. No one looks her way. She's invisible. But Breezy notices a girl named Jasmine at the party. Jasmine's mom died. And her dad, he's a nurse at the local hospital. He works nights. And she has no siblings. Breezy slips out of the party and walks to Jasmine's house. She creeps into the backyard and peers through the windows to make sure that no one is home. It's empty. She tries to slide open a window, but they're all locked. She tried sliding through the door, locked. But she notices the basement window on the side of the house open. Perfect. She slips into the house through the window. She finds Jasmine's bedroom and starts her process. She takes her towel and slips it under the bed. She puts latex gloves on one by one and hides her backpack under the bed with her. And now she waits and waits and waits. Finally, the door opens downstairs and Jasmine is not alone. She's with Mike. They go into the bedroom and close the door behind them. Breezy stays in. Jasmine and Mike are clearly having a great time right above Breezy's head. But she enjoys it. Finally, they're done. And Mike leaves. Jasmine goes back into her bed and turns on the TV. Playing behind her, Halloween. When Breezy could tell Jasmine was sleeping, she quietly comes up from under the bed and lays down softly beside Jasmine, who sleeps soundly. Breezy watched her intensely and waited for her to notice her, but she doesn't. So Breezy softly blows on her face. Jasmine wakes. She sees Breezy and starts to scream. Breezy places the towel on Jasmine's face and starts to suffocate her. She grabs her knife and stabs her in the skull. Not once, not twice, but three times. The towel holds the blood and keeps the bed clean. Jasmine? She's dead. Breezy takes out a garbage bag and covers Jasmine's upper half in the bag. She cleans up the room, makes the bed, and leaves the room looking untouched. She had her car parked on the street from before the party. She grabbed the body and dragged her into the car. Fuck. Mike is coming back. Did he leave something? Breezy hides. Mike knocks on the door and waits. No answer. So he leaves. Breezy goes back into Jasmine's bedroom to see if Mike left anything. He did. He left his hat. And hats are full. DNA. And sure enough, his is. He plays baseball and that's the cap he wears at games. So it's got his sweat and his hair. Breezy runs back to the car and pulls Jasmine's body out and drags her back inside. 
She places her back into her bed, removes the garbage bag, and lets the blood pour all over the place. She lets some of the blood from the knife drip onto Mike's hat, and she takes all of her stuff and leaves. The next day at school, everyone knows Jasmine's dead, and no one is looking at Breezy. A few days later, Mike is arrested for the murder of Jasmine. They found DNA on the sheets from sex. They found his prints everywhere and his hat with blood on it. Jasmine's blood. Breezy walks away free. She goes to class and listens to two girls behind her talking about having a sleepover tomorrow night. Breezy prepares for her next targets. And now, she knows how to prim and murder on other people. She can do whatever she wants to whoever she wants. And she knows how to get away with it. She will not be stopped. Well, that, that was a story that I wrote in about five to ten minutes. I was like, I need to write something for the podcasters. So that's what I came up with. Um, The audio quality for that, you guys were able to tell, was shit. I upgraded my microphone, thank God. Um, So yeah, that one was shit, my bad, but what can we do? I pre-recorded it, pre-edited it, wasn't going to redo it. Um, So now that you just heard that ghost story, I kind of wanted to tell you guys, this isn't mine. Someone wrote this um, named Fedrick Brown. This is the scariest horror story ever. Are you ready for it? The man... I already messed it up. Let's redo it. Ready? The last man on earth sat alone in a room. There was a knock on the door. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun! Okay, let's break this down, right? Because the last man on earth is sitting in a room. Then, there's a knock on the door indicating that he's not the last man anymore and you know what we're gonna we're gonna really break this down okay let's start with the sentence number one there's a man um there the last man on earth oh my god i can't speak today the last man on earth sat alone in the room first of all why if you are the last person on earth are you sitting in a room I just, if I was the last person on earth, I would be like in a mall, right? Because then the mall becomes, you know, your closet. I would be looking for the house that I want. I would be watching YouTube videos trying to learn how to fly a plane. So then I could go other places. And if I really can't figure out how to fly a plane, then I'm going to watch YouTube videos on how to freaking drive a boat. So, first of all, he's already messed up for wasting his opportunities as the last person on Earth. And then, um, also, how do you know you're the last person on Earth? 
right? Like, how do you know? Because I don't know majority of the people on earth. Like, what if there was someone else hiding in a room, right? What if someone else thought he was the last man standing and then went to look if he really was? Next thing you know, you hear someone in a room crying, you knock on the door. That's the other person's perspective. Um, then there was a knock on the door. I mean, cool, there was a knock. Could have been a cake or whatever. We're not not much to talk about with that line. But let's go right back to the first line, okay? I'm really, really digging in here. The last man. Specific choice in words, no? The last man. They could have said the last person, right? But they said the last man. What if the knock on the door was from the last woman. Now I know you're like, well, people used to say man in term in in the use of describing all people. Well, it's 2022 and if you're going to describe all people, just say the word people. Um let's not say men for women as well because let me tell you. I don't want to be associated like that. Um so I'm thinking maybe the last Man on earth was sitting alone, and then the last woman found him alone in the room, and she was the brave soul. Anyways, that was what people say is the scariest short story ever. You know, I I related. The first time I read that, I was like, ooh, that is scary. That would give me chills. But then I analyzed it more and more, and then I analyzed it to a point where I was overanalyzing and it became annoying, and I'm like, cool, I'm going to say all of that, because why not? Um, here is what I need to say. I'm going to propose a really important question to you guys, and we are going to go into it. And the question is... To be sexy or to be scary? Well, I have an obvious answer. I mean, just by looking at me, you can see what answer I chose. But, a fur just landed on the microphone. So, okay. My question, to be sexy or to be scary? Now, This only leads me to have more questions. It's Halloween. Hollow's Eve. Full of scary vibes. It's a dark night. Usually rainy. It is scary. Creepy. Spooky. And you're choosing to show up. Sexy. Like, okay, let's really break it down here because why, okay, let's like, let's break it down in terms of costumes. I'm a witch. I could have been a sexy witch. I instead chose to be a pregnant witch, which is like really taking any sexy out of it. And you know why? Because it's more fun. It's more creative. And let's go to a nurse. I searched up because I was like, ooh, maybe Luna could be a nurse and I could also be a nurse. And so I was like, women's nurse costume. 
because I looked at scrubs and they were expensive. And they, all the options were just like sexy nurses or children costumes. And I'm like, why be a sexy nurse when you could be a nurse who has a slit throat and blood pouring down? Right? Why be a sexy cop when you could be a cop with a gun wound or a knife in you because the criminal over there gotcha with maybe like a bro like a a handcuff digging into your skin why what else what else oh devils why be a sexy devil when you could be a a devil drenched in blood why be a sexy angel that's like That's like, <laughs> that's like funny. It's a metaphor, actually. Now, you know what? If you're going to be anything sexy, be a sexy angel. Because it's like angels are supposed to be good. And then you're like slutting it up and then making it bad. Let me be clear. Slut. Slut's a great word. I'm not out here using it in a, in a insult. No. Never. I'm just saying, if you're going to slut up anything, be an angel, because that's actually funny. Um, or a priest. A sexy priest. Um, what else? There's just, like, everything, everything that you're like, ooh, this would be, I could be so hot in this costume. Like, I could really, I could really be sexy. No. Change your perspective and be like, I can really make this scary. Because that's so much more fun. Halloween is literally not about being hot. Halloween is about being scary. Or funny. That's the only pass. And if you want to be sexy, be sexy on, you know, Valentine's Day or every other day of the year. Halloween is to be scary. So, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, why? Why? And you know why? You know why people want to be sexy? It's for Instagram posts. They want to be sexy for, you know, their besties. Because they're all going to parties. I mean, I get it. All these, like, it's kind of like Mean Girls, right? Where Katie shows up to the party and she's the only one dressed scary and everyone else is just sexy. I'm proposing that from now on, everyone dressed like Katie and the people who show up sexy they become the weird ones now my beef is it's just like Halloween is a day where you can be creative where you can go all out where you can do the extreme do that you know you can have a noose over your head and tonight would be the exception for it because it's Halloween. You can't do that any other day. But you can pull off being sexy every other day. Do you get my point? I'm saying don't take, don't not take advantage of Halloween. What other day of the year could I have dressed as Kim Kardashian with a fake butt? What other day of the year could I be a pregnant witch? What other day of the year could I dress as Hannah Montana? 
None. None. There is no other day of the year. Maybe your birthday, right? So all I'm saying is take advantage of Halloween. You know, and it's like, don't, ugh, children. Children who try and dress cute. Like, even Luna, when we were buying her costumes, I was like, I want her to be something scary or funny. And so if she was going to be a nurse, I was going to put blood on it and scare it up. We chose for her to be a witch, so that's like in the middle of of scary, but because she's naturally the cutest thing on the planet, it's going to be cute. Um, but, um, oh shoot, children, that's right, children, I don't find them cute, I don't like children, um, personally, it's not that, there's nothing wrong with them, it's just I don't gravitate towards children, and so when kids are purposely trying to be cute for Halloween, I don't appreciate it, I'm like, be scary. Or be funny. Come to my house as Chucky or come to my house as a shit. A literal shit. And I will love you. Come to my house as like a princess. I mean, I'm gonna give you candy and I'm gonna tell you you look great. But in my head, I'm like, could have done more. Could have been a bloody dead princess. So, anyways, Halloween is about being scary. So the answer is never to be sexy and to always be scary. All right, let's get into our ghost story number two. When my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived for a while in a charming old farmhouse. We loved exploring its dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard, but our favorite thing was the ghost. We called her mother because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some mornings, Bee and I would wake up and on each of our nightstands, we'd find a cup that hadn't been there the night before. Mother had left them there, worried that we would get thirsty during the night. She just wanted to take care of us. Among the home's original furnishing was an antique wooden chair, which we kept against the back wall of the living room. Whenever we were preoccupied watching TV or playing a game, Mother would inch that chair forward across the room towards us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way to the center of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we moved out, I found an old newspaper article about the farmhouse's original occupant, a widow. She'd murdered her two children by giving them each a cup of poisoned milk before bed. Then she hung herself. The article included a photo of the farmhouse's living room with a woman's body hanging from a beam. Beneath her, knocked over, was the old wooden chair placed exactly in the center of the room. Wasn't that great? 
So now that we've answered the biggest question of this episode, we are going to talk about celebrity costumes and we're going to rate them because celebrity costumes, they have the money to do whatever. And so I expect so much from celebrity costumes and I have some pictures of people and as I'm talking to you, I'm pulling it up. So we are going to rate these Halloween costumes from celebrities. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, I will be inserting pictures of the costumes on the screen. And if you're listening, I'm going to do my best to describe. So let's start with Madison Bailey. Oh, my God, you guys. I love Madison Bailey. She could wear a sock and pull it off. And Madison Bailey is Wonder Woman. I've not watched Wonder Woman, but I have seen pictures. And let me tell you, Madison Bailey looks great. I mean, she's literally the most beautiful person on the planet. And that's just like her and Emmy Rossum. Gosh. Um, Yeah, I mean... Yeah, she looks great. So I'm out of 10. Um, She's getting the 10. I think she's got the colors. She's got the costume. She's got the... She looks great. I, I can't continue with Madison Bailey or else you guys are just going to see the gayness come out. Um, Now we are going to talk about Lily Reinhardt, Camila Mendez, and Madeline Petch's trio costume. And they are the three witches from Hocus Pocus. Um, I don't know the names of each of them. I have to say they nailed it. Madeline Petch with the lips and the hair. And her boobs look great, let's be real. And then Lily Reinhardt, the blonde one. I love the velvet, you know, cape. And skirt, I think it looks so good. Her makeup matches the skirt, which is awesome. Let's go to Camila Mendez. She's the one with the dark hair um, on the other side of Madeleine Petch in the middle. And she, I mean, look at that hair. Look at, I mean, you guys, this is so impressive. And they do it amazingly. Um, and yes, I know both of these pictures are to be sexy and not to be scary. But again, when you have money and you can dress sexy and then switch outfit and be scary, do it all. Because Madison Bailey has a different costume today and so do these three beautiful women. Um, so that was them. Now let's go. Kim Kardashian dressed as, I believe her name is Raven from the X-Men or something like that. Um, Jennifer Lawrence's character. And I'm not going to lie. When I first saw Kim's costume, I thought she was an avatar. And my friend Cassie was like, no, she's Marvel. And I was like, oh, okay. So she nailed it. I mean, again, yes, she has money. This whole freaking team is working on her. But I don't care. I'm, I'm rating costumes. Oh, and I forgot to say the three girls, the Hocus Pocus is, I would give it a 9 out of 10. 
Um, because it would have been better if it wasn't sexy. I'm just kidding. It wouldn't have. Uh, nine out of ten for Kim. I it's really really good. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten, just because. Um, I don't like the heels with it. And also because she didn't do a photo shoot with it. Like the other two have. Um, also, if we look at her closet in the back, it's kind of a mess. And I'm not shaming. You just you would think that Kim Kardashian would take a picture and not show a mess. I just thought that was funny. Um, okay, let's see. Who's next? Addison Ray. Now, I'm not an Addison Ray fan. I don't really care for TikTok people. But she nailed this Halloween costume. 12 out of 10. She dressed up as Lady Gaga um, and nailed it. She did better than Lady Gaga maybe um from the blood to the outfit to the fishnets to the shoes to the new to the to the position of the picture everything and she did a photo shoot so she and the hair the hair all the way to the color in it oy 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 the makeup just Addison Ray knocked it out of the park she truly did such an amazing job recreating and she did a whole photo shoot like she genuinely did a whole photo shoot so addison ray did a really good job overall i'm like once i'm done rating everyone i'm gonna say an overall winner right now i don't know who that is but i will say the overall winner at the end the next is mod aptow and sydney sweeney they recreated a photo from um, Sophia Lauren and Jane Mansfield. Their iconic picture of them sitting at a rounded table in black and white. And you guys, uncandid. It is literally a copy and paste just years later. It. They did amazing. They literally nailed it. From the earrings to the necklace to the boob shadow to the bowls to the plates to the dresses to the makeup to the hair. Oof. To the, oh, God, you guys. They literally knocked it out of the park. I'll give them an 11 out of 10 just because the background is different. That's how nitpicky I have to be. Nailed it, though, otherwise. Um, and their hand positions are a little bit different if I'm really going to be that nitpicky, but I'm not. Um, well, Sydney nailed it. Maude almost nailed it, but didn't quite. But Maude's side eye is just like the original picture. Um, okay, so Ashley Graham, I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10, uh, you know, she has angel wings on and, like, a denim dress. Some earrings and her hair up in a bun. I don't like it. I don't think it 
screams Angel. All she has is like a regular outfit on and some angel wings. So disappointed. Apparently that was all the costumes. I guess I didn't. Well, no, let's talk about Kendall Jenner and let's actually go into detail of Kendall Jenner and her costume from Toy Story. I can't remember the character's name. I was never a Toy Story person. And I just want to say, if you choose to do sexy, I'm not shaming you if you do it good. And I appreciate it. I'm just saying I would rather see people be scary on Halloween. But you do you. And um, Kendall Jenner, she did her. And so she dressed up as the girl toy in Toy Story. And she did a divine job. And she looked hot in it. And she, sure, she sexied it up. But you know what? There were so many comments saying that she ruined, you know, their childhood with this imagery and that she shouldn't sexualize a child cartoon character. Look, if your child sees Kendall Jenner like that, sure, maybe I understand. But everyone looking at Kendall Jenner's pictures are adults or teens. And so... Not everyone, guys, don't, like, most people. And um, she looked good. My favorite comments were the ones being like, ooh, she's giving, she's making me want to be Woody because I got a Woody. And, like, that's funny. But the people being like, she ruined, she ruined my childhood with sexualizing this character. First of all, she just took pictures. You're sexualizing her. She didn't say, I'm trying to be sexy. She just had her butt out a little bit. Just as much as literally anyone else. Well, maybe her butt was showing a little bit more, but she's got a good butt, so let her show it off. And if you're not going to like when people do stuff, I mean, if we take it back, people make nurse costumes sexy. People make police costumes sexy. People make... Um, movie character sexy, like everything could be made sexy. And really, you could be like, I'm cop and seeing you just sexy, it disrespects the work that I've done. Or I'm a nurse and I don't appreciate you being sexy because I want to feel that, but I'm at work and I can't, or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? And it's, um, it's like, that's annoying too. So, I don't know. Just, don't judge people. Let's, um, I'm thinking, ah, I'm trying to see Jade Thirdwell, Thirdwell dressed as Jasmine, and she did an amazing job as well. Um, Lizzo dressed as Marge Simpson. Um, Kylie Jenner dressed as everything. I think she did too much, but she did an amazing job at everything she did. It was just, like, uh, a lot at once. Um, It was, like, save those pictures. Like, maybe she should have posted it throughout the week leading up to Halloween. But she just posted everything, like, one morning, like, this morning. And I was like, oh, my God, Kendall. I mean, Kylie, that's a lot. 
Emma Chamberlain. Oh, my God. I loved Emma Chamberlain's outfit. She dressed up as the twins from The Shining. And I thought that was really – she did an amazing job. So I'm just – Courtney Kardashian dressed up as the corpse bride. And um, Travis dressed up as Chucky. And they did a phenomenal job. So if I had to do a group, um, rate my favorite group, it would be Courtney and Travis. I think they did the best in a group. <sighs> my favorite. My favorite of them all. Guys, I think Addison Ray did the best. So I'm going to say... Halloween 2022, the best costume goes to Addison Ray. Now, I've not seen them all, and today is Halloween, so there's going to be more, surely. But from what I did see, Addison nailed it. She, like, nailed it. So I, I just, I have to give it to her. I think she did the best job. Okay, that ends up that segue. Enjoy story. Number three. Mommy told me never to go in the basement, but I wanted to see what was making that noise. It kind of sounded like a puppy, and I wanted to see the puppy, so I opened the basement door. Tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy. And then, Mommy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mommy had never yelled at me before, and it made me sad, and I cried. Then, Mommy told me never to go in the basement again, and she gave me a cookie. That made me feel better, so I didn't ask her why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy, or why he had no hands or feet. Spooky, huh? Okay, now we are going to talk about my Halloween costumes throughout the years. So growing up, I really loved Hannah Montana. My room was Hannah Montana. I loved Hannah Montana. And so I dressed as Hannah multiple years in a row. And I dressed as her in, like, different costumes. So, you know, if I was her one year, maybe I would have the blonde the long blonde wig, um, a certain costume, and then the next year it would be a different wig and a different outfit. So it wasn't that I was the same Hannah every year. I liked to switch it up, but I was Hannah for a lot of years. Um, I was a witch before, like a green witch. Now I'm like a pale witch because um, I'm pregnant. Um, again, the costume, not me. Um, what else was I? Yeah, it was Kim Kardashian 2020. Uh, because that was like the year of COVID, the first year of COVID. Nobody knew what they were going to do. I was pushing back my outfit a long time, as I always do. And I was like, what am I going to be? What am I going to be? We're going to have like a, and the neighborhood's going to get together. I want to... I want to be something good. And so I landed on being Kim Kardashian. 
And, um, yeah, so I had the big butt. And I did the whole thing. I did the makeup. I did the hair. I did the, you know, her typical, like, crop top and the sweatpants. And the butt was the centerpiece. And so that's what I did one year, and everyone loved it. The butt was, like, sturdy and hard. And so you were able to, like, smack it and it not go anywhere and not lose its shape. I did a good job. And then last year, oh, last year I was an 80s, like, aerobics girl. So I I was, like, decked out in neon. Um... I didn't have leg warmers, so I used scrunchies as leg warmers instead. Um, And I did, like, neon makeup. That one was cool. Um, And grade 11, okay, we're going to take it back in the year. So last year was 80s aerobic. Grade 12 was Kim Kardashian. Grade 11 was Rapunzel. So me and my friend group, um, we each dressed up, <clears throat> dressed up as a princess who was breaking out of prison. And so we all had blood and bruises on and we um, had like the mugshot kind of thing that's like the picture you take. And so each of our thing um, was like mine said Rapunzel. And then whatever I was going into jail for. And I remember Belle, hers was Belle, um, arrested for bestiality. And uh, I'm pretty sure mine was something about um, jailbreak already. Like I was arrested already for breaking out of, I I don't know. Uh, Yeah, breaking out of prison because Rapunzel was living in prison. I was Rapunzel technically when she cut her hair and it went back to brown, not like the long hair Rapunzel because I just didn't have the time to get a wig or whatever. And that year we won best costume, best group costume um, in the school. Grade 10, I was a devil. Grade 9, I was Jackie from that 70s show. And it's funny because a lot of people tell me I sound like Mila Kunis when she was in that show. And um, I like to tell myself I look like Mila Kunis because she's gorgeous. So that was high school. Um, I, I was Minnie Mouse one year. I was a Bumblebee another year. You know, I've been around. I've been around. But let's get to grade eight because grade eight is the best one yet. Grade 8, there was a song going around, and it went something like this. Apple pen, pineapple pen. Uh, pen, pineapple, apple pen. Yeah, a crazy song. And so, because that was the hit of the year, I was like, I'm going to dress up as the singer of that song. Now, for those of you who don't know what that singer looks like, he was decked out in yellow cheetah print. He, like, head to toe. He had these, like, little yellow 
glasses, short hair. It was it was a look. It was a look. And I was like, I'm going to recreate that look. So I did. I recreated it and I actually did a really good job. Um, Mine was more on the gold tone than his. His was really yellow, but I tried my best. And so I go to school and immediately everybody knows who I am. And uh, we had to we had to go around the class and um, say what we were. And so one at a time, one of us would go up in front of the class and we would, you know, describe who we are dressed as and why we chose it and whatnot. And so everyone was going and it's now my turn. And I got up and they had the song prepared. So I'm standing up there and I have a pen, I have an apple starts playing. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to dance to this because everybody knows who I am. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I don't know if you guys heard my stomach, but I am hungry. And so I explain who I am. And then we go down to the school assembly and uh, and um, they are doing a contest. So they say a category. And then if you think you fit into that category, you go up on the stage and line up and then people will vote for you or not and so I didn't go up for any of the categories um I only went up for the funny category and you know again they uh go one by one and like what are you what are you what are you and then you would clap if you like it and whoever got the loudest clap would win and come my turn again the song plays um and of course I'm dancing and the funny part was the person beside me had a pineapple and so I took their pineapple and so then the song could be completed I have a pen I have a pineapple mmm pineapple pen apple pen pen pineapple apple pen and so I had the apple I had the pen and I had the pineapple come on I won I won funniest costume. Um, if I was rich, guys, you it would oh, the things I would do on Halloween. It would be the sickest house. It would probably be so scary. Nobody would want to come over here except the the daredevils. And you know what? That's all I would want. I only want people who are like my level of in terms of like scare and like into the horror stuff to come and trick-or-treat at my house because you earned it. So one day, one day, when I'm rich, I'm going to have the sickest house. I promise. Okay, guys, let's get into the next scary story. The girl sat on the edge of a cliff and gazed down at the jagged rocks below her, watching the water beat relentlessly upon them. The last rose tints of the sunset gave the edding waters a translucent loveliness. But she shuddered as she looked at them. She couldn't see the beauty, only that the rocks and water were terribly far away. I haven't had the courage, she half whispered, her voice lost in the rushing waters. For a long while, she sat quiet, still staring blankly before her. 
From somewhere in the distance came the shriek of a whistle. Automatically, the girl raised her head, listened, and laughed. <laughs> a laugh that had no mirth in it. Her thoughts, which had been a formless confusion, suddenly focused. The factory whistle. Jim will be home soon. How will he rave if he doesn't find me? If I went back, he'd beat me. But if I won't go, dear God, help me to be brave. With the force of her prayer, she clasped her hands and moved consecutively. As she did so, her pump slipped off and went down into the dimness. She strained her eyes to watch, but she couldn't discern nothing in the darkness. So she listened, every nerve tense. But she heard nothing, only the swishing snarl of the water beating on the rocks. Her slipper had gone. Soon, she would follow. She dully wondered if it would hurt. She saw herself lying crushed and mangled, perhaps not dead, and she began to shake. Unsteadily, she got to her feet. She was going away from the terror of the cliff back to Jim. It would be horrible, but at least she knew what it was like. If only I were brave, she thought. I wouldn't go back. She buried her face in her hands and sobbed hopelessly. All at once, she was conscious of someone near. She took her hands and looked away. There was a stranger standing beside her. What's the matter? He asked softly. There was no light and she could not see his face, but something in his voice swept her terror away. Without an instant's hesitation, she began. I want to die. She pointed downward, but I haven't got the courage. Perhaps I could help you. There was deep understanding in his tones. But first, you must tell me why. Strangely, she didn't wonder what that he had no attempts to preach her or persuade her or dissuade her from her project. Her soul went out to the sympathy and understanding she sensed in him. Her words come trembling out, jerkingly, one sentence after another. I loved my Bob. My family married me to Jim. Jim had money. A house. I was pretty and I could cook. Jim didn't love me, but I was useful. I hated him. She clenched her hands until her nails digging into her soft skin brought blood drops to the surface. Yes, questioned the stranger. So, he said, she went on. I tried hard to like Jim. I couldn't. He was a drunken beast. Bob kept on being sweet to me. Brought me little things when Jim wasn't there. Once he found me crying. Saw my arms all black and blue. Then he took me in his arms. She paused a second to savor fully the joys of the remembrance. 
we decided to go away together when Bob got enough money. The thread of her memory continued to unwind. Jim came home early. I hid Bob, but Jim was drunk. He began beating me. I tried to be brave, but God must have been asleep that night. I cried out. Bob came to help me. And Jim? He killed him. The stranger was silent. She continued. Jim got off. He was a wronged husband. The jury was on his side. It was worse than ever for me when he came back. I can't stand it anymore. I want to go... I want to go back to Bob. Only... I'm not brave enough. The stranger moved a little nearer. It only takes a minute, he whispered, but in his low tones, there was a vibrancy. One second, and it's over. Her slight figure swayed. I can't, she gasped. The stranger took another step. You won't be alone. I will go too, he said slowly. But why? She began, then suddenly reached her hand out towards him. He ignored that and took a step towards the edge of the cliff. Come. She moved forward. All at once, she was aware of the sound of the water shrieking to the rocks below. Those sharp, jagged rocks shrank back. I'm afraid. Then return to him. He flung the words at her. No, no, cried the girl. You must choose between Jim and Bob, he said sternly, then added, Once you do, do not take so long to decide. Bob might not find me, she sobbed. It only takes a second, he pleaded. And then there is eternity. The girl shivered again. It is very dark. At the bottom, there is light. It will be very cold. The stranger smiled. My arms will be warm. Come, he said softly, and this time held out his hand. The girl tried to grasp it, but he was going down, down into the blackness. There was a strange luminous light about him. It didn't look quite so dark. The girl suddenly found courage. Wait, she cried. I'm coming. From below, the stranger was smiling at her with Bob's smile, and his arms were outstretched. He wasn't a stranger anymore. He was Bob. Without a second's hesitation, she flung herself into his arms. They went down and down toward the bottom. Bob's lips were warm on hers. She did not even know when the water enveloped her completely. That one was kind of cute, wasn't it? I think so. Okay, that I think was a cute way to end off this Halloween ep- episode. Um, don't forget that uh, you can now watch these podcast episodes. So if you are more of a visual person, hop over to YouTube at I Don't Care the Podcast to watch them. 
And if you are more of a visualizer yourself and you rather only audio, everywhere else is for you. I hope you guys have a spooktacular Halloween and enjoy the candy. Be safe. And yes, now that it's November when you're listening to this merry fucking Christmas. Okay. Bye, guys. (laughs) Happy Halloween.